Hello, everybody. How you doing today? Um, welcome to Do Something for the Kids Incorporated, the podcast. Uh, my name is Ernest T. Brown, CEO and co-host, also mentor uh, for Do Something for the Kids Incorporated. Um, today, I have one of our great guests um, that helped me out a lot through my time at UNC Pembroke. Uh, someone I look up to, someone I value very much, um, Mr. Abdul Grafer. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Uh, it's uh, it's an honor to be at, at the first podcast that you guys are doing. I'm definitely honored to be a guest and uh, looking forward to uh, to chatting with you today. If y'all know Mr. Abdul, if you don't know anything about UNC Pembroke, you don't know Mr. Abdul. <laughs> uh, Abdul is probably a staple to me at UNC Pembroke. Um, if you know Pembroke, Pembroke State University. Um, this guy, and I told him before we started the show, I said I was going to actually tell him something that he didn't know. Um, as that being stated, Abdul saved me at UNC Pembroke several times. He didn't know this. And so when I say he saved me, um, it's not that Abdul actually came up behind me and grabbed me and put his hand on my shoulder like, hey, you need to do better and everything. Abdul showed us the way. Abdul showed us how to get to certain levels in life, how to do certain things, and what we should strive to be going forward um i'm gonna say to me not necessarily i don't look at abdul as a person i look at him as a big brother and i know that kind of sounds crazy but i'm just being honest with you i look at abdul as a big brother uh simply because he took time out of his time and schedule at times just to give us a word of encouragement or just to do things to help us moving forward um Abdul, I'm I'm so grateful that you came here today uh, to be our first guest um, and share your your experiences and things in life from being a student athlete at UNC Pembroke, um, being the devoted husband and father, and as well as being a man on a mission to help UNC Pembroke get to where it needs to be. Um, Thank you, thank you. Um, If you don't mind, would you like to share some of your experiences in life um, as well as some of your experiences at UNC Pembroke thus far? Sure. Well, I'll start um, how I got to UNCP. It's a, it's a good, uh, I think it's a good story. Um, <clears throat> the way I got to UNCP was, um, you know, I played basketball in high school. I didn't want to play college basketball. That was my goal. And a friend of mine had reached out to UNC Pembroke to uh, come and see him play. His name is Tim, one of my best friends. And uh, just so happened that um, Dr. Scott Coakley, who was the assistant coach at that time under Dan Kenny, came to see us play against, uh, it was Fuquay Arena, I believe it was. Okay. I was. I had the flu <laughs> that game, <laughs> which is my luck. But I, the guy wasn't there to see me anyway. So I'm just there playing and doing my thing. But um, – I had a really good game. Um, I had to leave a couple of times to go to the restroom during the game and come back. And uh, we ended up winning and, and uh, you know, and, and played well. So at the end of the game, the coach came to me and said, hey, uh, enjoy watching you play today. Um, would you be interested in coming and visiting our school? And I had never really thought about Pembroke, you know, and I was like, yeah, I, 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 nobody's beating my door down. I'd love to come <laughs> visit your school. And um and, and it's a great thing because I ended up coming and, and signing, and it worked out well. I, I went and visited some other schools, but I knew that it was a good fit for me. And I think the moral to that story is always be prepared for your opportunities when they come. Yeah. So 
the guy wasn't there to see me, but it was an opportunity for me. And just by playing well and just being prepared and trying to play the same way all the time, I wasn't prepared to do anything more than what I normally do, but I, I did what I always did. I played hard and, you know, and, and, and did the best I could. So a lot of times I, I know, especially now, kids, hey, my D1, you know, I want to be, you know, go to the NBA and these types of things, but they're not always prepared when the opportunity comes. So you don't always dictate when you're going to get your chance. When you do get your chance, you need to be ready for it. So for me, I didn't know that chance was coming. I just did what I always did, and, 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 and God blessed me to, to have the right person there at the right time, and all the circumstances came into play and worked out well for me. And that's how I got to Pembroke. Uh, once, I, once I got there, um, you know, the first day of school, I met the woman I ended up marrying. You know, we're still together now. Uh, this is 1986, August 21st. It was her birthday. And so that's another thing that happened because this guy comes to see me play. Things happen. You end up going to your college and you meet your wife the first day of school. Oh. Um, you know, and then after that, you know, um, my career was, uh, and you cut in whenever you want to, but my <laughs> career was not the best. You know, my freshman year, my sophomore year, I wasn't getting to play. You know, I wasn't happy. Um, and I really wasn't ready. You know, because everybody in college is the best player on their team, right? So when you get there, nobody cares about what you did in high school because they did those, those things or more. Gotcha. You know, so I actually quit the team after my sophomore year. Uh, midway through the year, I said, you know, Coach, I can't. You know, it's just not working. And I called my dad and I said, you know, I, I quit. He was like, you what? It's like, no, you didn't. You're going to go right back into that office and ask him if you can come back and play because you're not quitting mid-year now if you want to do something at the end of the year that's fine I'm thankful to my dad because he didn't come to a lot of my games or whatever but he just instilled in us that you just don't quit in the middle of something gotcha. you know and I went back and uh coach Kenny uh said hey we'll take a vote on the team Damon Green uh uh Ken Spencer some of your frat brothers they're all on my team and they voted unanimously to allow me to come back and the rest of the year was, you know, okay. But my junior year, in between, I asked Coach, I said, what do I have to do to play? I just want to play. I don't need to be the star. He gave me a list of things over the summer. And when I came back, I was the sixth man on the team. And then finally my senior year, I became a starter. And we won the championship that year, the conference championship. And the moral to that is, you know, I feel like um, persistence. And I remember whenever I came out of the game, my senior year, I would always go sit at the end of the bench with the guys because that's where I came from. So I always sat down. I walked by Coach, hey, appreciate it, give everybody a pound, but I'm down there at the end of the bench from the people that supported me, and I was one of those guys for mm -hmm. two years. So I understood what it was like to be at the end of the bench. So when I became a starter, one, when I heard my name, I listened to it like different people, like other people maybe didn't listen to their names because Damon and Joe and those guys, they always started. From, from high school all the way through college. So when I heard my name called out, it meant something to me because I, the reason why I quit was because we were actually down 35 points in a game. We were up 35 points in a game the whole game, and I got in with like a minute and 42 seconds left to go. Come on, Coach game, Kenny. It's the truth. It's the truth. Come on, Coach Kenny. But he Come told on. me it was, it was about trying to help educate me about, you know, knowing that I had to 
sacrifice, you know, and, 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 and humble myself. And, and it was the most humbling, the lowest, you know, people say you hit rock bottom. That was rock bottom for me. Mm -hmm. But then you may know that my senior year, we were playing the number eight team in the nation, Pfeiffer, mm -hmm. at homecoming. And I hit a shot at the buzzer to win the game at homecoming, you know, and people still talk about that today. And well, it's not to brag, but it's just to say that this is a guy that didn't get to play at all. And that night, Coach Kenny said, you know, this is why, you know, it's important that you understand and you humble yourself so when the opportunities come, like I wasn't afraid to take that shot. What do I have to lose? True. It's not supposed to be me. And it's just an exercise in just not quitting, you know, and handling adversity, you know. And so that's kind of like – my basketball career at Pembroke. and um, Now, Byron actually doing basketball with you, Abdul, is in the murals. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you like this, Abdul's giving y'all the legend that made the legend. Um, now, y'all did hear him first. He had the first flu game. Uh, <laughs> before Michael Jordan, <laughs> you know, that I'm was a, way back when. <laughs> so the thing is, Abdul and in the murals was relentless. <laughs> Um, I was on the stat squad. I would not, not you know, kid y'all. Like you know, we pretty much had the guys that got kicked off the basketball team. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't recruit, but mostly if you've seen us come through, we we had jerseys. We had we actually had a shoe deal. Nobody don't know that. So uh, still fresh and balling. Uh, players, alumnus. Uh, a lot of y'all know this particular story, but I'm not gonna go into it. But we used to play Abdul um, against a great team as well. And um, Abdul and Rufus. <laughs> now, we knew to get in Rufus' head. And once you got in Rufus' head, Rufus was, you know, kind of, he, he was still good, but he wasn't the same killer that, that, that he was. But Abdul, no. <laughs> Abdul would sit back, post you up, Laugh, laugh, and talk to you while he's grabbing a rebound from you, uh, and probably hit the shot in your face and just walk away. Um, he didn't say much on the court during that time, except for I don't even think he ever got mad. He just actually ran up and down the court, looked at you with a smile, and killed you the whole game. <laughs> um, that's my my take with Abdul. But to hear this story from Abdul personally of the things that he endured and went through to get where he, he's gotten to today. I don't think he would be the man he is today if he hadn't went through those through the atmosphere and those situations at UNC Pembroke, mm -hmm. um, Pembroke State University at the time, mm -hmm. playing ball for them. Because I've heard plenty of stories about Abdul. Everybody looks up to Abdul. I didn't know because I'm thinking, well, this Abdul he must have started from mm -hmm. freshman to senior. So to hear the rise that he got to, and I know some of his former former uh, teammates, they talk about Abdul before they talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's big, you know, like I said, because this man means so much to the, the community and the university. And to hear how he got there is is amazing. Um, now, one thing I do know, Abdul, from my experience with you is that um, I don't know when your time frame started as working at UNC Pembroke, uh, Pembroke State University. Uh, but I do remember uh, your impact. I got at UNC Pembroke in 1999. Um and I don't think Abdul was the first person I met, but I felt his presence first because the cab associ uh, 
I can't remember. Uh, I wish I could remember the acronym. I'm old, y'all. Campus Forgive Activities me. Board. Campus Campus Activities Board, because y'all under a new name now, correct? Yeah, uh, Pembroke Activities Council. Got you. Mm-hmm. The Campus Activities Board, CAB is what I remember. Mm-hmm. And CAB was your best friend. CAB mm-hmm. had every activity that you needed. Uh, CAB used to have the dances on point. Y'all call it lit. I'm old. I don't <laughs> care. Um, I got my own saying and words. <laughs> But with that being said, um, you know, he set a standard that a lot of us have looked at um, over the years. And even during the time he left, it wasn't the same. Um, Because when Abdul uh, left UNC Pembroke role, that role in UNC Pembroke um, as a leader there, um, I'm going to say this from a personal standpoint, and please nobody get at me. um, It changed. In my personal opinion, it went down not from the school standpoint of education, but from the social standpoint of what the students needed. Um, to me, it wasn't until he came back that that oomph came back. I didn't even want to go to homecoming when Abdul was gone. And I'm just going to tell you like this, homecoming is, is a great experience. We're not the best homecoming on earth, but we're slowly sneaking up on people. Um, and guarantee, you know, in the next few years, you will see some amazing things happen at UNC Pembroke. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm alumnus. I'm saying this because I do believe that there's some great things coming to UNC Pembroke. Um, as far as your role over the years, Abdul, do you want to elaborate a little bit on the things that you have done since you have started working at UNC Pembroke? Yes, sure. So, um, again, it's about opportunity. So going back to college, my senior year, part of understanding – that I wasn't going to play in the NBA was understanding I needed to develop my other parts of my life, my other skills. So once I stopped focusing on just basketball, funny, I actually became a better player. But I, in my senior year, I got involved in a lot of other things. So I wrote for the newspaper. I was a vice president of the Student Government Association. I was an RA. I was actually the head RA for all the RAs on campus. Okay. Um, and... I, you know, so being an SGA, so I did a lot of other things, and Coach Kenny supported those things. So I went away to grad school at the University of Tennessee uh, for three years, worked there, went to grad school. And then when I came back to interview for my job, the people that interviewed me were the SGA uh, advisor, who, you know, I, I worked for, the um, Dean Alec Price, who was the head of all the RAs at the time, and, um, well, basically the, the assistant vice chancellor. So these are all people that knew me. Um, so I say that when you're in college, you can do one of two things. You can become famous, you can become infamous, right? So people are going to remember who you are. You can't go back and redo the narrative. (laughs) So fortunately, while I was there, I was involved in positive things. And, and, and that's how I got my job at UNCP in 1993, um, right out of grad school. And I was, uh, working as assistant director of student activities, which, you know, we, we started CAB that year or two years later. So I think students and, and young people need to understand that you're creating your, your job now. So you may be 16 or 17, but you're creating your reputation now. So as you get older, it becomes more and more important that your reputation be positive. So once people go back and look at you, now it's not to say that you get canceled out if you make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes, but you need to be involved in things that are helping build your career down the road. And fortunately, you know, just like Coach Copley just happening to see me play, I wasn't really trying to get a job when I was involved in SGA and, and RA and all those types of things. It just so happened that people can see your work ethic. 
and your commitment to doing things. So when the job opened up for me, they already knew who I was and what they were getting. I really didn't have to give a lot. They knew. Yeah, here's what I've been doing the last few years, but you know the things that I did at UNCP or Pembroke State while I was there. So I just think it's important for young people to understand that you don't know like when your chance is going to come, so you just need to work towards being prepared all the time. So when we got to Pembroke, um, you know, just, just in short, um, I guess I'm known for doing bigger shows, bringing, you know, kind of big-name people to campus. And, and that's mainly because we had support from our upper-level administration because we'd never done those things before. So when we, around, about, around my fourth year, we had a chance to come in that wanted to start a Distinguished Speaker Series. And I was like, okay, we've never done that before. How are we going to pay for it? He's like, that's, that's my problem. You book the speakers. So over the course of the years, we had Maya Angelou, you know, Spike Lee, James Earl Jones. Recently, we've had Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. We've had Cornell West. All these people that we've had on campus, that was something that we were a part of. And, and so I'm very proud of that. So along those lines, when we were bringing those people in, I'm like, well, why don't we look at bringing something for students, you know, for fun? So I said, hey, this guy, this young guy, um, Dave Chappelle, what, what about, what, how about this guy? And they were like, well, yeah, you know, we've never really done comedy on that scale before, but I guess it's okay. So students were the ones that were like, let's, let's do Dave Chappelle, let's have him. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't really know a lot about him. And we booked him, and the fire marshal shut our building down. We sold that show out. I, I a couple remember. Of weeks, a few days, not weeks, a few days in advance. And we had the, 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 the facility seats 1,600 people, and we had over 1,800 people in that, in that arena for homecoming. Yeah. And um, to date, it's probably, we talked about it off air, it's probably the greatest comedy show you've seen, and I know I've seen, of any kind. I will personally verify, say this, and Dave Chappelle can actually hear this. Um, we thank you for coming to UNC Pembroke. <laughs> Um, it wasn't that you put us on the map. It was that you actually gave us a show. Um, and I know, you know, and I'm saying that from the standpoint of, you know, when you meet a lot of entertainers or, you know, celebrities or so far, you think that, yeah, they're going to come in and they're going to give you everything that they, that you see on TV. And then mostly they're just like, Hey, I'm here for a check. Mm -hmm. This man did not come for the check. He came to entertain mm -hmm. and, I can verify what Abdul is saying because I remember coming up to Abdul at some point in time. I can't remember if it was that one or another one. Like, Abdul, who did y'all get to, to bring him in? Abdul, like, well, we rented um, this limousine from such such somebody. Mm -hmm. And I remember the place being packed to the point that people were standing up. There was no seats. You no had seats. to stand up to get to even be in there. And it was just like – I can't say exactly what Dave Chappelle was saying during the show uh, to protect a lot of things and, and the climate of our life currently because a lot of people don't understand it now. But when you're able to gravitate to the area that you're in mm -hmm. and able to understand the people, the dialect, um, the energy, the difference in diversity, mm -hmm. he pulled all that in one. I still remember the funniest thing I do from that night was that when the show was over, he was doing this. Like, I need a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell y'all just like this. The man probably had 20 
packs of cigarettes, cigars, and other stuff thrown on stage at him. And other stuff. Other stuff <laughs> thrown on stage at him because he was just that great. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people come to UNC Pembroke for the comedy show, but there was none like Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback on something that you said a little earlier, Abdul, like, um, I did not know you was a former RA. Mm-hmm. I'm a former RA. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that 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 further stamps why this guy is special to me because he led a path. Um, because my story is that nobody believed I could be an RA. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, I was known, and I'm going to give y'all my <laughs> my nickname at USC Pembroke is Scheme, <laughs> S-C-H-E-M-E. Um, and everybody knew I joked, I played, I had fun. I did pretty much anything I, I wanted to do or could do. Within the guidelines of legalities, um, legalities, <laughs> um, and, and we'll talk about that at a, at a later time because I'll probably be a guest on my own show to give y'all some insight of life and what I've been through. Um, but at the same time, like um, I remember Lucy, Ed, and uh, Miss Cynthia had to interview me, and I remember everybody that found out that I was a student. Scheme's gonna be trying to be an RA. I don't know. Da, 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 da. Uh, he he does this. Da, 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 da. Uh, that's not gonna be a good example. But these people, Lucy, Ed, and Miss Cynthia, gave this young man, this me, an opportunity to come in and explain what I could do as an RA. And when I left out there, I felt you know, kind of discouraged and scared because I was like, man, they're not gonna hire me. Mm-hmm. And then I get a call back like, well. Ernest, well, they called me Travis at that time. My name is Ernest Travis Brown. I'm giving y'all a lot. My government nicknames, everything. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. Um, they looked at me and said, "Well, we want to give you a shot to be all right." And there was like, we was really impressed how you handled yourself in the in the interview process and the things that you said that you could do. Um, and to this day, I still call Lucy my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two people I have to call boss in that in that standpoint. Um, and I look at it because, simply put, that's the amount of respect I have for these two these two individuals. Another lady, uh, uh, Lashanta McClain, I call her and Lucy are are very vital to the person I am today because they gave me an opportunity when nobody else thought I could mm-hmm. do it. And you know, very thankful because the person I am now is standing before y'all, giving y'all information, giving y'all insight, and trying to help these kids uh, through this village that we're trying to rebuild. Um, you know, as I talk with Abdul today and I talk to him off, you know, off camera, off, um, off audio, off everything, just, you know, personal conversation and y'all don't mind me. This is just how I talk. Uh, we talked about life. We talked about a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, uh, Abdul understands life and he helped me understand life. And any student that's been at UNC Pembroke. I feel like he has taken his time to give you a fatherly figure, a brotherly figure, and a professional figure that you can look up to and understand and want to be like. Um, so I do want to thank you, Abdul. You know, please stop me because you know it sounds like I'm just blowing your head up, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm giving this man his flowers and his accolades while he's here. I appreciate it um, because that's how much he's meant to me. And, and again, I don't think. If you ask most students at UNC Pembroke or Pembroke State, where would they have been at without this guy? They'd probably be 
And you'd be like, why you got nothing to say? Because I can't tell you where I would be. Um, but it wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, now, piggybacking on some other things that we have talked about over time and things that you have looked at and things you kind of touched on. Students today versus the time where you was in school, I was in school, um, versus now. Do you see a big difference? Yeah, well, it's that's a tough question because in a lot of ways um, it's different because technology is so different now because we all have um, we have cell phones, we have smartphones that can do so much. When I got to college, people are going to laugh because kids are going to be like, what is a, what is a pay phone? We had, to, we had to share one phone on our hall. We didn't have cell phones and things like that at that time. So everybody had to come out in the hall and wait in line. Yo, you off the phone yet? You know, and it was like that. And if you were a freshman and you got, I had a, a guy that was a Marine. He was probably like 27 years old. I was scared to death of him. And he always had the phone for like four hours. But it's kind of like, what are you going to say to him? So, and and now it's, it's, it's so different um, where... Students have access to so much. So you can see on Netflix, literally now movies are coming out on HBO Max and not even at the movies. So movies used to be a big thing that we did back in the day. And it's kind of like maybe that's not even relevant anymore because a student can pick their phone up and watch a movie immediately the day it comes out. So the way students maneuver is different. The technology is different. But ultimately, students want to know you care. Right. Yeah. That has not changed one iota from 1986 to now. If you can let a student know that you care, you can't fake it. If you care about students, they know that that you care and they'll do stuff. They'll support your programs. They'll show up. They'll do whatever. But it's relationships. That part hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is the way you have to connect is different. Right. So you have to be much more advanced in your connect. It's harder to get face to face to face interaction now than it was, you know, 20 years ago. But students still like big, big shows. They like input, you know. So the, the best thing, the way I like to do things is we I receive input from students about what they want. I'm too old to be trying to tell an 18 year old what band they want, what comedian they want, what movie they want to see. I need you to tell me and then just understand that we can do some things right so when we first started booking big name acts students didn't think we could do it and i'm like no we can do it we have the budget to do it we have to do it like we can't get the hottest thing now you got to help me figure out as a student who's the next hot comedian going to be and we're going to bring him here so a student said hey this dave Chappelle, he's going to be big and i'm like boy was he right <laughs> so we got dave Chappelle, kevin hart same thing so Students, if you let students um, direct you that way and then you, you care enough and students know you care about them, everything's still the same. I, I would give everybody this tidbit of information. Uh, I remember going up to Abdul after this and asking him a question. And Abdul was openly honest with me. I'm not going to go into all the details. But I'm like, Abdul, um, I think it was a pick between Chris Tucker mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey. Hmm. Abdul looked at me and said, Chris Tucker's a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we want them, but it's not gonna fit in our budget. Yep. And we had 
Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, and Mike Epps, we had a and Mike guys, Epps, yeah. Um, we almost had Cedric Entertainer and Steve Harvey, but due to unfortunate circumstances, didn't happen. That's why I said we actually it was Dio Hughley. It was Dio Hughley. Yeah, it's actually Dio. It wasn't Steve Harvey. Okay, my my correction. All kings of comedy, and we were looking at which one of the kings of comedy we could get. It ended up being DL. And that and that lets y'all know how big it was at UNC Pembroke um, at that time. You know, trend setting. Mm-hmm. Um, People don't understand that they don't believe me because you know A and T they have Geo, the biggest greatest homecoming. People used to come to our homecoming from A and T. Yes, because we were having the people that they were having. Oh, they weren't even having those people yet. Mm-mm. So, and they and my students look at me and they're like, nah. I'm like, trust me. They were coming to see D.L. Hughley. They were coming to see Dave Chappelle. They were coming to our campus for our homecoming. Because our homecoming for a long time was basketball. Yes. We didn't have and, football. So it, it didn't conflict. And that was our greatest homecoming on earth. Um, and the funny thing about it is we got to save that story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that because, you know, Abdul – I want to invite you back because um, we'll be here for five hours just Easily. talking. Easily. Um, just catching up. And so, you know, we're going to get that because Abdul's going to come back and, and be here with us uh, very soon. Um, I don't know exactly which show it's going to be, but we're going to have Abdul back. But I do want to thank Abdul for coming in today and talk with us. Um, and giving us insight, Abdul, you just don't know. I really want to stay here another five hours and it talk. It can be done. Um, <laughs> but we're going to make this happen, y'all. Um, but in the meantime, feel free to check out this podcast on our website. I want to Th- thank you for the gifts. Got hey, a nice shirt. I, I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> but, you know, Abdul is Slam my man, 5000 grand. I was able to... Bless him with some I do something for the yeah. kid items that we will be having on our website, www.ds4kinc.com. For the late nights. Um, if y'all morning. see this, I, I, I've been going all out for this thing. This mug right here is special. Um, Abdul is not sharing his mug. I already tried to get it back. Oh, no. <laughs> um, shirts, hoodies um, are available. We don't sell anything per se. Um, we look at it more as a donation to help our cause. Uh, you could donate to us uh, either at the website uh, by contacting us um, in one of our portals or our contact um, a contact tab. And again, that website is www.ds4kinc.com. If you do want to send a donation, um, we do have cash apps, dollar sign DS4KINC, as well as dollar sign something. The number four, D-A-K-I-D-Z. Again, those cash apps are dollar sign DS4KINC as well as dollar sign something for the kid something for the kids. Number four, D-A-K-I-D-Z. Um, Abdul, it's been a pleasure. And I, I really get to the point of Abdul might be my guest every week. Y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it might be a 10 part series because he has that much. He, we can sit here and talk about it. We ain't even stra- scratched the surface. So imagine if we actually sat here and talked like we meant to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thank this guy so much because he didn't hesitate. When I asked him, he was like, I'm there. I asked him what his shirt size was large mm-hmm. i'm sorry to put your shirt size on but he was like large and i'm there i don't care what it is i don't care where it's at i'm 
there. And that's the type of energy we want to have because in order for us to rebuild this village for these kids that we're trying to help in life, we have to have people willing to sacrifice. Abdul has said it his, out of his own mouth. He had to sacrifice and learn and humble himself in order to get where he needs to be. Everybody in life, if we could take that mantra and apply it to what we're trying to do, we will be where we need to be. And we'll be able to help those that need to be helped. Thank y'all for your time. Abdul, thank you again. Thank you. I will be getting with you to see what dates and times that you'll be able to come back and be around us. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I'm going to speak for my co-host. He's out today due to a death in his family. We would love to have you back as our official third co-host at dates that you are available. Sounds great. Um, y'all heard it first. So if y'all see Abdul at UNC Pembroke, please go and shake his hand. Daff him up. Hey, I'm sorry. I know it's COVID time. Give him an elbow. <laughs> give him a head nod or something. And if you are alumnus of UNC Pembroke, please help us help this man help UNCP. He is the foundation, and I'm saying that myself out of my own mouth. Not it, not paid to say this. He is the foundation of UNC Pembroke in my eyes. Thank you. Um, thank y'all very much. I do want to shout out before I get off a couple of our sponsors, Plan Detox, um, as well as um, Lit Larue's Inspirational Thoughts. She is. Um, one of our good people that helps uh, produce some of these items that you see. Um, the hats are kind of a custom design. If you want a hat again, feel free to give us a contact at our website, www.ds4kinc.com. Thank y'all, and we'll be seeing you again shortly.